Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Thanks for being here with us. A lot to cover today. We've got preparations for what could be a COVID winter all over again. Omicron has the health apparatus all spun up. We'll talk about what they're doing here. Fauci addresses natural immunity and masks. You know how Clay and I feel about those topics. We'll discuss that with you. Inez Cantor has a great moment becoming a U.S. citizen. Welcome to the family, Inez. We'll be discussing that. The NBA player, in case you don't know. And we've also got a possible Supreme Court sidelining, in a sense, for Kamala Harris. It's it's making the rounds. Maybe it's just a conspiracy, but it's a fun idea to talk about if we can. We'll get there. Bro Cuomo over at CNN having some issues with possibly helping his brother try to avoid uh, accountability from his sexual harassment accusers, the former and disgraced governor of New York. And early signs from the new Twitter CEO, not good for the First Amendment in principle or in or in practice, most likely. We'll see how that all shakes out. But I, I wanted to start today with you have Fauci. Uh, Clay, who's going out there, and I, I, I worry that what's going to happen is they're going to immiserate as many people as they can going into this winter with the idea that it's all a big precaution. Whatever we have to do, they're not actually going to base it on the numbers as they are in terms of mitigation measures and all this stuff, but in fear of what the numbers could be. And they're also going to suppress things that don't conform to the narrative of do what we tell you or else. Natural immunity. How important 
is it for all of us to get back to normal to understand the scope and scale of natural immunity? Here's Fauci when asked about this, and we'll dissect the answer. The issue of if you've been infected, how long your protection lasts, we don't have enough information of that to give a great deal of confidence. Although it is true, to be fair, that when you do get infected and you recover, you have a degree of protection that's substantial. The question is, what is the durability of that? And that's the reason why the CDC recommends that even if you have been infected and recover, if you do get uh, a vaccine, the level of your protection goes way, way up. And that's the reason why they recommend it. What's the durability of the vaccine, Clay? Do they know? I mean, they have a range. No, we don't know how long. It's not even a vaccine. We got to start calling it a COVID shot because we don't call it usually the flu vaccine. That's basically what the COVID shot is. It is a flu shot that potentially you're going to have to get every six months for the rest of your life. And it's going to provide limited protection going forward. So this is one of many reasons why when Dr. Fauci says, I am science, which is such a ridiculous thing to say, he's not actually science because science would acknowledge that everyone isn't at the same risk of COVID and everyone's medical needs as it pertains to COVID would be different. A five-year-old is under far less uh, risk than an 85-year-old. A 40-ish year old person like me who has already had and recovered from COVID is at a different risk than a 65-year-old who's never been exposed to COVID. These are all rational choices that individuals should be able to make going forward. And Buck, I was reading this morning, there evidently are studies that say 92% of people, either now in the United States, certainly in England, have either had COVID or gotten the vaccine. And you look at the numbers, by the way, 80% of people who are 18 years and older, have already gotten at least one shot of the COVID vaccine. Over 99% of people who are 65 or older. If the COVID vaccine really worked, if it were a true vaccine, we wouldn't be seeing record highs in New Hampshire, in Michigan, in all of these states right now. We wouldn't be seeing it happen. And so what is the response we're going to get from the health authorities? More of the same, by the way. Nothing changes from their perspective based on what we've gone through, what our experience has been. Again, Mr. I am science. I love data. Doesn't really have a lot of data or science to speak of on some of these issues. Here's a perfect example. In New York City, Clay, they just uh, declared... And I, but we're gonna. It's gonna be tough. What are you you're, gonna do? You're That's gonna, the, tell, uh, tell people the latest in New York uh, City, and then we need to have a legitimate discussion about what you are going to do because there's a lot of yeah. people in blue states, New York, California. Don't forget Illinois uh, that have been oh, New so Jersey. outlandish. We're, New Jersey, it's Connecticut, be crazy. Connecticut, the whole New England, all up all up the Northeast of the United States. Uh, anyone who listens to us in the Pacific Northwest, you know, Oregon. We got a big big audience in Oregon. We got people listening in, in Washington State. Clay, it's going to be a mess because they're going to go back to, I think, preemptively. So what I had been hoping for, and I really was hoping, was that preemptive, was that that they would at least wait to see what the numbers were. Remember, we kept saying over the summer, I don't know how bad COVID's going to be, so it's tough to tell. But what I'm seeing now is they're not going to wait to look at the numbers in New York and California, really. They're going to start implementing things in advance of what they think is the surge that's coming 
even in heavily vaccinated states, places like Vermont, by the way, they're setting all time records, even though they have sky high vaccination rates. And does Fauci ever get pushed on what's going on with that? Oh, it's just the unvaccinated. It's not just the unvaccinated. They were lying about that. That was either. I mean, you could say they were catastrophically wrong or they were lying. But yes, the unvaccinated are at higher risk for hospitalization and death based on the data. True. In terms of spread, the numbers have gotten a lot closer to where we can't even talk about breakthrough infections as breakthroughs, right? Because they're happening all over the place. I know, don't you know, I know plenty of people. I've met people, uh, I have friends who were fully vaccinated, got COVID. It's happening in sports left and right, Buck, which is where a lot of people see it, right? Coaches and players are being held out because they're testing positive for COVID. Mm -hmm. They're double vaccinated. It's still happening. You guys are going to have to, you and Mrs. Travis, you have to get one of those like little prefab houses that they sometimes will throw up for like, uh, you know, mules or farm. Just a little guest house for me on the property. I don't know if I can handle I mean, there are a lot of people who are going to have to make this choice. You're a single guy. So a lot of people are held down by kids or jobs or parents or, you know, variety of different reasons. In theory, you can do when we've done this radio show all over the country. We appreciate all the affiliates. I'm going to be in Atlanta at our affiliate on Friday uh, for the SEC championship game. You've done the show all over the place, Florida, uh, Milwaukee. But what are you going to do if they start saying, hey, you have to wear masks everywhere again. When you're in the gym, you have to have a mask on while you're on the treadmill or lifting weights or yeah, whatever they're, they're, else. Are you going to do this all winter? Again? I don't know, man. They're just going to make us all fat and miserable again and not stop COVID because that doesn't stop. It didn't stop it the last time. When I say it stop zero it, impact, it doesn't even doesn't even dramatically reduce it. Otherwise, we would see it in the data, the masking stuff. Wait, but here's. Here's Fauci. We won't ask, but notice how quickly, by the way, when I talk about the Travis guest house, he changes the subject. I'm well, just I mean, that I, out, you know I, what I, I mean? I'm like, hey, you know? he's like, Buck, where are you going to <laughs> yeah. go? I'm like, I don't know, Travis Manor. I hear good things about it. But here, here we go. We've it got is a to, nice place. We've got Fauci here telling everybody, you know, masks, they do something. Well, masking certainly does something. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, the idea about mandates, again, it depends on where you are and what the circumstances you're in. One thing for sure, that if you are in an indoor congregate setting where you don't know their vaccination status of the people around you, you should wear a mask. We're going to be traveling soon. People will be traveling for the upcoming holidays. You're going to be in airports that are generally crowded. Keep that mask on. I know when people go to eat at the food courts, to the best of your ability, stay away from that and keep your mask on. You have don't to eat. have a mask on don't drink. when you're on the plane. But make sure you have it on when you're at the airport. Clay, Clay, this guy is oh a my maniac. God. I mean, it's really, it's really gotten to be too much. Now, first of all, he says, we, we talk about masks. It certainly does something. Yeah. Okay. I want to be like, okay, smart ass. What does it do? What, what are the, give me the numbers. At least with vaccines, they have data and they'll present you with the data and the data on preventing people from going to the hospital or dying is still very strong. Hopefully it continues to be that way. The data on stopping the spread, you've noticed they've gotten a little fuzzier on because it's it's getting weaker and weaker. That's why we have boosters. We all know what's going on here. Where's this data on masking? Where's the actual? Give me the numbers. 30% reduction, 10% reduction. If you have no data, it is not science. It is superstition. Also, the phrase certainly does something is the exact opposite of science, right? Uh, To your point, share the actual data. But even using that phrase... If you said to someone, uh, if you're, if you're, if you try to make that argument to your kids, 
hey, I need you to clean your room. Why? Because it certainly does something. They'll be like, well, I, I, I told you so is a better argument than it certainly does something. The data reflects, by the way, that it certainly doesn't do anything. Because, again, when he says certainly do, does something, and this is important, a lot of what they're saying is if you wear a surgical N95 mask, there is some degree of protection, but people aren't wearing those. The masks that people are wearing, the stupid cloth mask, the gaiters from the necks that you pull up, it's worthless. It's totally and completely worthless. You are a sheep at this point if you are still walking around with your mask feeling like you were doing anything to make things safer. I don't want to dodge your question, though, about what will I do as, yeah. a, as a New Yorker, and we have a huge number of folks listening on WORNYC right now, right? So they're... A lot of them are either out, they're right outside the city, some live in the city, but they'll be dealing with the madness too. What what will I do here? I mean, I don't know, man. I, I think that Florida as a beacon of freedom is becoming, at least for the winter period of, of possible Fauciite madness, increasingly attractive. And Governor Ron is just, he's just spiking it in the end zone of the libs these days. He is so en fuego. Check this out. In Florida, we will not let them lock you down. We will not let them take your jobs. We will not let them harm your businesses. We will not let them close your schools. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. To even be entertaining the idea of doing destructive, disastrous policies like lockdowns. I mean, honestly, I'm not surprised uh, because I think some people are just wired for this. But it is not going to happen in the state of Florida. You can take that to the bank. Boom. I might and be that might be a persuasive case for you to just say, I'm going to Florida for the for the winter. You're going to relocate? EIB South, my man. We might have to make it happen. EIB Command down in Florida. It's been there before. So that's yeah, Rush was in Florida for a long time. I mean, honestly, if I were still living in New York or California, or Illinois and or Northeast, and I was having to deal with a potential another winter of lockdowns, I would move. I would get out of there. I wouldn't be able to deal with it. I would have lost my mind before now. I'm so glad to live in the free states of the SEC footprint. God bless red state America. Mike Lindell, by the way, he's the inventor of my pillow, and his team fit us for our own pillows and introduced us to their ever-growing list of incredible products. You can trust Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. We love the pillows. Got them all throughout the house in my household. The boys have them on our bed. We got them on our bed. Even the cats. Cats have taken over a bed. They've got my pillows on their beds as well. For a limited time, Mike's offering his my pillow, the one that started it all, the lowest price ever. You can get a standard my pillow for nineteen ninety eight. It was originally sixty nine ninety eight. That's a fifty dollars savings with the promo code Clay and Buck. It's a heck of a deal. How do you get signed up, Buck? It's so easy, folks. Just go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and enter promo code Clay and Buck or call eight hundred seven nine two three two six nine. That's 800-792-3269 for these great radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com. Click on Radio Listener Specials and enter promo code Clay and Buck. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Encourage all of you to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a minute of the show. By the way, we're going to be joined by Adam Carolla, a comedian who still has maintained his ability to make jokes, even though the rest of uh, much of the comic universe appears to have lost its mind. He will be with us in about five minutes, I believe, as we go forward to talk about the challenges of comedy in the modern era. I think you guys are going to enjoy that. Uh, Also encourage you, like I said, to go download the podcast. I'm Clay Travis. He's Buck Sexton. Go give us a podcast review. Five stars. We would appreciate it. Uh, We talked about the fact that the COVID vaccine has really turned into a COVID shot. And now it's also turned into an incredible annuity and moneymaker for all of these drug companies out there that now have everybody required to consume their product. If you doubt me, listen here to the Pfizer CEO as he explains that an annual revaccination against COVID is the most likely scenario going forward. Listen to this. I did make a projection months ago that the most likely scenario, it is that we will need after the third dose, annual revaccinations against COVID. I'm more confident right now that 
this will be the case than I was when I made the projection. I think we are going to have an annual revaccination, and that should be able to keep us really safe. Annual shots for COVID, Buck. In a short period of time, we've gone from get the vaccine, you won't get COVID, you'll have no danger whatsoever, to get two vaccine shots, get a booster, and also every year for the rest of your life, you're going to have to get the COVID vaccine. You know what that sounds like? Sounds like something we've been saying on this show for months now. It sounds like we've been telling everybody that based on the logic of their position, their mentality around this whole issue, the ferocity with which they have suppressed natural immunity and and also simultaneously gone after the unvaccinated as a source of all problems, that we are heading for a perpetual vaccination cycle and what we are in right now. Now, that could stop, you know, the same way that people can point out. Yeah, I mean, if if there is a variant that comes along, let's say that entirely or largely gets around the vaccine, well, you can come up with a new vaccine. I mean, there are scientific advances that we can't account for right at this second that might be that might end this thing right there's that pill um remember pfizer is the good one merck didn't work out so well right i think i might have that i I think that's right so there's a therapeutic which may be really effective down the line and maybe that gets everybody to calm down but as it stands right now we're heading into get vaccinated revaccinated every year and so the whole the whole system that's in place. I mean, in New York, you have vaccine passports to go indoors pretty much anywhere that stays. Right. I mean, why would they get rid of that? I, I think it's a great question. It's one I got asked today. I do an anonymous mailbag on Outkick where I ask, answer questions and somebody said, hey, when does this end? And to me, it, it's a market based decision. I, I really feel like uh, capitalism ultimately wins. And I think it's when all these restaurants And when all these indoor establishments, look, we saw, for instance, where I live, the Nashville Predators hockey team ended their COVID vaccine and negative COVID requirement, COVID test requirement, one or the other, because people weren't going. Mark Cuban down in Dallas made the decision, hey, the Dallas Mavericks aren't going to require this anymore. I think people need to vote with their money and their pocketbooks. I'm making the decision, Buck. I don't really want to go to New York City unless I'm going for work. I'm not going to take a vacation to New York City because I can't do anything because I'm unvaccinated. Wait, you don't want to come visit the freezing cold gulag here that de Blasio has set up? My wife, we were talking about this. We're going to go to Key West instead, but we would have liked to go to New York and maybe watch a play, stay in a hotel, go out to a couple of nice restaurants. I enjoy that visit. I ain't doing it now, and I think there's a lot of people voting just like I am with their pocketbooks, and ultimately that has an impact over time. And I got to tell you, You want to make sure that you get signed up right now with Pure Talk Cellular because they can save you an absolute bundle. They can hook you up. Listen to this offer. Unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data on Pure Talk's 5G network for just $30 a month. By the way, tens of thousands of you Smart Rush listeners have already signed up. Now you're Smart Clay and Buck listeners. Why not join the team here? You can save up to $800 a year. My own son has a Pure Talk phone. I have had these guys in my house, met with them face-to-face, and there's no risks. They have a 30-day risk-free guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. From your cell phones, dial pound 250, say Pure Talk. You get 50% off your first month, and you can save on a brand-new phone. Again, it's simple. Pound 250, say Pure Talk. Some restrictions apply. Call for details. <laughs> 
Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. 800-282-2882 on the phone lines. When does the madness stop? When do we go back to life as we know it, taking reasonable precautions, doing what we have to do, but not going beyond what is reasonable? I think that's something that we have to be considering here very much. Do we have our friend? Yes, we do. Mr. Uh, Adam Carolla is with us now, as promised. He is, of course, the host of the Adam Carolla uh, podcast. He is a comedian. You all know him from many appearances on Fox. Adam, thanks for being with us. First time on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've been listening to you guys, and uh, I've done radio for 20 years, and you guys sound fantastic, so keep up the good work. Oh, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Clay and I get along. I mean, I'm not going to let him get away with not setting up a guest house yet. Don't worry. We're going to go back to that. But Because i got to escape, Adam, the madness in New York City. Uh, it's crazy. You're a California guy. You've got the same thing. So the question I want to pose to you is, is it, well, it's a combination of two things. One, I'm I'm actually surprised at how much madness the uh, a lot of Americans are willing to put themselves through in this COVID era. And uh, two, or the second part of it is, when do you think people finally say they've had enough of this, given that we're heading into the winter again and cases are rising despite all the vaccination and all the rest of it? Well, some people enjoy it. And when I say enjoy it, I don't mean enjoy it like you enjoy a, a popsicle during the summer months. I mean, they kind of need it. You know what I mean? There's a kind of psychosis that's going on with some people where it's, it's, I don't know, Stockholm syndrome or something. They, they fall in love with their captors or they're the abuse victims that blame themselves. Like there's a definite psycho drama going on where some people sort of need it. Uh, the others that are sickened by it are not going to go along with this. And I mean, we're already there in the sense that Think about 10 years ago, if you heard, if you heard news, CDC says two years ago, you would be all in, right? What's the CDC say and or CDC recommends and you would go, okay, I'll do whatever they tell me. Now your arms are folded and your foot is tapping and your eyebrows raised and you're like, yeah, what's the CDC got to say today? I don't believe it. Adam, this is Clay. Appreciate you coming on. When you talk with other comedians... Privately, not all publicly. You saw the craziness of Dave Chappelle, the people who were protesting. I hope you saw the video of the people counter-protesting, saying like, hey, we like jokes, yeah. we like to laugh, which was amazing. What do comedians say privately that they're afraid to say publicly about the era in which we're in right now? And when you did the man show and all the things that you guys did back in the day, would you have ever believed that we would find ourselves where we are right now? No, I I always think, you know, once they get to the comedians, it means they got to everyone else in society because the comedians are kind of the last to fall. But they have gotten to a lot of the comedians. You know, they don't start by going after the comedians. They finish with the comedians. First, you have to get the professors and the faculty and, you know, all the people in the positions of power. And then at some point when you run out of garbage men and plumbers, you get to the comedians and they actually got to the comedians, which is sad because you want the comedians 
to speak their mind and to have their own space. I mean, really what you want out of comedians is what you would like out of Fauci. You don't like the idea that the guy's been made, right? I, I want him independent, autonomous, giving his own opinion regardless of politics or how it looks, and that's what you want out of comedians. We're speaking to Adam Carolla, host of the Adam Carolla podcast. Uh, and Adam, you know, to, to that end, we're, we're talking about who's willing to make jokes, what jokes they're willing to make. Joe Biden is the president of the United States right now, which one would think is a fertile ground for a whole lot of jokes to be made. Do you at least hear from people? Because, you know, you're, you're tied into the comedy community. You're a guy who's been doing this for many years and, and with a lot of success. And you know many of the big names in the business personally. Do they feel like they can't make jokes about this current regime of lunacy? Or is it that they don't actually see it as funny? Because, as you say, they've gotten to them in a way that's not just they're scared of making the jokes. They don't even see the jokes anymore. You know, there's there's two schools of thought. Yes, that it's their guy. Yeah, they always do that. We're equal opportunity offenders. It's kind of the same thing SNL does. You know, they go, oh, we go after anyone who's in power until their guy gets into power, and then they don't go after them anymore. But the thing about that makes Joe Biden sort of unique is he is bordering on it's unfair to make fun of Joe Biden. It's like it's one thing to call one of your dorky friends from the neighborhood uh, what we used to call the R word. I think, you know, you could make a lot of jokes about friends. But if someone is actually retarded, you can't make fun of them. That would be cruel. And we're getting to the point with Joe Biden where he may have a disability. I mean, there's a cognitive decline there, like in, in a weird way. It's almost cruel to make fun of Joe Biden. Now, that doesn't mean you want him as the president, but it's getting up against the rev limiter of saying, is it even fair to make fun of this guy? There's something clearly wrong with him. Adam, do you feel like I do when you travel? Because you live in L.A., and I wonder if part of you has thought, hey, I need to leave California like Elon Musk and a lot of other uh, people have. But when you travel around all over the place doing comedy like you do, you go to two different worlds. Red and blue has never been further apart in terms of what the setup is with COVID-related restrictions, right? And so do you yeah. feel like you're going to two different worlds in a way that you never have before? Because you've been traveling doing comedy for a long time. It's it's eye-opening to go from where I live in Nashville to L.A. or Nashville to New York or vice versa in a way that it's never been before. Oh, absolutely. During the beginning of the pandemic, you know, living in LA, I started scheduling haircuts, massages, and steak dinners for my travel. Like I was like, Oh good. I'm going to Nashville. I can get a haircut. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to Houston. We can have a steak dinner after the show. Like I was literally planning things you should be walking to in your own neighborhood. I was planning them around the country, number one. Number two, I do feel like, you know, those athletes that come from Turkey or some other oppressive regime, and they're trying to explain to everyone how lucky they have it here in the United States. I 
feel that way when I travel, except for I'm talking about leaving California and going to Texas or Florida and telling everyone how lucky they are that they can walk around without a mask and go into a go in and get a haircut or a steak. Adam, where can folks go to listen to your show and follow more of your work? Because we want them to check out all the things you're up to. You can go to adamcrolla.com and find all the tour dates and the podcasts and all the merch and all that stuff. And if you want to uh, check out the special I'm doing, you can go to the Daily Wire because I'm doing a series of stand-up specials on the Daily Wire. Oh, that's great. We love the Daily Wire guys. Give them our regard. Yeah, they do fantastic work. It's called Truth Yeller there, I believe. And uh, I need to send you my phone number because I heard you got a text and said, hey, this is Clay, and you thought it was me, but it was actually Clay Aiken. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you guys are quite different, but I did get a text saying, hey, it's Clay, give me a buzz. Um, I, I want to, oh, God, oh, uh, McCain. Wanted uh, McCain to come on, uh, Megan McCain. So I got this text going, hey, it's Clay. I want you to talk to Megan McCain. I thought, oh, good, it's Clay Travis. And I called back, and it was Clay Aiken. Uh, the other clip. Disappointed mo- momentarily. Yeah, the other white meat. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Adam Kroll, everybody. Adam, great to have you, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. You don't want to be online this holiday season without a layer of privacy. The number of cyber thieves active this time of year is very high. They're clever at tricking you with one holiday offer or another, and when they do, that's when they gain access to the data on your phone or your computer. Who and how do you protect yourself? Well, with ExpressVPN. This is a virtual private network, which is a smart way to protect yourself every time you're online. It's a way to anonymize yourself or make yourself invisible online. There's a lot of VPNs available, but ExpressVPN is the best one and the only one we recommend. Think of them this way. Every time you're online, ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the Internet. Hackers can't steal your sensitive data, which could be your credit card info or your password, for instance. ExpressVPN is easy to use. I've got the app on my phone. You click one button, and Clay, you're protected. No doubt. You can secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash Clay. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-V-P-N dot com slash Clay. You can get an extra three months for free. One more time, that's expressvpn.com slash Clay. Jack Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Adam Carolla, stand-up, absolutely fantastic. If you want to see a comedian who is not woke uh, and who will dissect the absurdity of woke, uh, the woke universe and its impact on comedians, Adam is a great follow, really funny. Just, I mean, if you watched The Man Show back in the day, if you watched Loveline, if you remember that with Dr. Drew on MTV, I know him now uh, pretty well uh, based on interacting with him a decent amount in L.A., and he is a fantastic guy, so I encourage you to check out everything that he is doing. He has a sense for what the larger world is like because he used to work in construction, and I like to think that Buck and I have a sense of what the larger world is like, that we connect with a lot of you in so many different parts of the country, even though we may have differences. And I can be quite confident that we never are going to come on this show and say, hey, if you're worried about gas prices, just go buy a super expensive electric vehicle. That way, you'll never have to worry about paying for gas again. Which is what... Mayor Pete Mayor. said, and I believe we have the audio. Technically, of that. technically Secretary of Transportation, yeah. when he's not on parental leave for months on end during a supply chain crisis, I might add. But I'm psyched that they have a former junior management consultant running a huge federal agency of which he knows nothing and has no previous understanding or experience whatsoever. Because remember, the Biden administration is the serious people. But there is more envisioned in the Build Back Better law. I'll give you one example. It contains incentives to make it more affordable to buy an electric vehicle, up to a $12,500 discount, in effect, for families thinking about getting an EV. Uh, Families that once they own that electric vehicle will never have to worry about gas prices again. The people who stand to benefit most from owning an EV are often rural residents uh, who have the longest distances to drive. They, they burn the most gas. And underserved urban residents in areas where uh, uh, they're, uh, they're high gas prices and they're lower income. So they would gain the most by having that vehicle. But these are the very residents who have not always been connected uh, to electric vehicles that are viewed as, a, as kind of a luxury item. You know, Clay, they are a luxury item. Clay, they cost a ton of money. The idea that poor people in inner cities or poor people in rural areas 
are going to be freed from the cost of gas by buying super expensive electric luxury vehicles is so insanely tone deaf. I don't even know how you can make well, that the, argument. There's there's other problems. So first of all, you know we have, for example, we're, we're on a great a great station in Omaha, KFAB Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, I, I just wonder how many electric charging stations are there an hour outside of Omaha. You know what I'm saying? You start it, to look it's at some not of these easy places. To find. You, yes. you know, I'm wondering how many of these you know charging stations are out there. I know. I, I think you can set it up so it's in your home. It's not as easy as just finding an electrical outlet uh, when you're on the road. But but beyond that, where do they think? So, yeah, if you're in New York or Los Angeles, they're setting up more and more of these stations all the time. But I think it's funny. He goes, if you're rural, you'll never have to worry about gas prices again. Does Mayor Pete, which I still think is his his technical title, even though he is the secretary or rather that should be his title, even though yes. technically he's secretary of the uh, transportation department. Does Mayor Pete know where electricity comes from? Really? Does does he know the breakdown of it and also making fossil fuel more expensive? actually makes electricity more expensive too you do have to wonder about this teslas don't run on solar mayor pete there's not like a little panel on top they're getting charged somewhere but they don't ever really think this stuff through because it comes from once again a religious belief that's what the climate change philosophy has has turned into it also is reflective let's just use rural people who might have an electric vehicle i believe these things go like 250 miles right so, to your point, there are not probably a lot of charging stations in rural areas, but you have to drive a long way to a charging station, and then you have to spend substantial amounts of time. I think it's thirty minutes, right? Charging, yeah, like, up to I mean, thirty minutes to get a full charge, gas, assuming that there's an open charging station available. You know, uh, you got you got a gas guzzling SUV, Clay, because you're an American. Yes. So there you go. You got, got a, a gas guzzling, actually. Yeah, you're an SUV guy. But what does it take? Three minutes, four minutes, maybe, maybe with something like that? To yeah, you got to sit there for thirty minutes. That's another part of this. But I do have a question though: is it a is it a lib move? Because I have posed this to a few friends. Is it a lib move akin to getting a Prius back in the day? Remember the Prius? Oh yeah, which was fascinating because the Prius outsold. I think it was the Chevy Volt dramatically, and people wondered why because the Prius was a, in my opinion, and many others, a particularly ugly car right the original priest was just an ugly but it was all about showing everybody at that early stage that you were driving a you know hybrid electric electric car right you were a hybrid driver so everyone who bought them wanted everyone to see oh look at my ugly prius i care about climate change teslas are kind of cool i'm just putting this out there is it possible if you get a tesla is it a statement of lib allegiance, or do you just think that they're kind of fun to drive? It's like a souped-up uh, go-kart. I mean, I no, kind of like them is what I'm getting at here. I looked at the idea of getting a Tesla. I got a Range Rover instead to go ahead and prove that I at least am aware of how out of touch I am. The Range Rover, obviously very expensive. The Tesla, that's how I know how expensive the Tesla is. So the idea that you would be saying, hey, poor people, go buy a Tesla so you can save money on gas is a broken fallacy. In fact... The argument is if you look at how much you spend on the vehicle versus what you would be paying in gas, it takes a long time to actually earn back the money that you would and be spending on gas. Apparently those batteries too and the, the the rare earth metals that go into them are terrible for the environment, which is also very uh, funny, right? Well, because for a lot of people, it's an environmentalist move to get these No, cars. no doubt. I also think to your point on is it a lib move, I think Elon is enough of a open-minded thinker. He's a capitalist. 
Yes. I don't think of him as a left-wing loony bin member. In fact, I think he has a lot of the same opinions that you and I would have, and I think he tries to hide them a little bit in an effort to run as effective of a yeah. company I, as I he might, can. I might have to mix it up and get like a Ford Mustang that makes a lot of vroom-vroom noise yeah. and then get a Tesla so no Do one gets the wrong idea. No, my wheels got stolen, Clay. It's still a point of sadness. Your <laughs> wheels meaning your scooter? My electric scooter was stolen. It's very sad. Uh, I Yeah, we need to talk about your electric scooter getting stolen. By the way, uh, was it the, the Hollywood celebrity says, Seth Rogen says, that just happened. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It does. Deal with it. 